Hello, everyone. It's holiday tournament time throughout the state of Illinois, and the No Shot Clock podcast is set to preview the busiest basketball time of the season. Uh, welcome to the 68th edition of the No Shot Clock podcast. I'm Joe Henriksen of the City Suburban Hoops Report, and with me is Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times. And it's that time of year that every high school basketball diehard loves. Enjoy this time of the year, getting out to the holiday tournaments, whether they're headed to Pontiac or Proviso West or across the state to Pekin or Collinsville, wherever it might be. Uh, this episode is covering it, and it's all holiday hoops, Mike. No questions. There's no two takes. We're just going to get right to it. And I think we're going to start with the the old venerable the Proviso West holiday tournament. Yep, exciting stuff. You gotta gotta love this. We're gonna have a bit of a format here. First off, I want to say that if you're listening in the office or at home, you can go on the website. I do have the brackets, like PDFs, linked for everyone that sent me or that I could find. No dipper yet. I'm gonna try and add that. Maybe by the time you're listening, actually, the dipper will be up there and you can check it out. So you can follow along with us as we break down these tournaments. We're gonna kind of do like a little segment of four things on each the team to beat the team with the most to prove what we hope to learn in the tournament and then our title game picks um so let's start things right off here with proviso west like joe said team to beat i think it's pretty clear it is the defending class 4a state champion whitney young dolphins who also have a nice road in this thing and the defending proviso west holiday tournament championship they beat morgan park in the final last year but yeah young with their surplus of guards um Seeger, Elliot Seeger's back, uh, eligible playing. Tyler Beard, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they've got a star in Javon Freeman and, uh, you know, Xavier Castaneda, who I think was he at MVP last year of the tournament? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, Young, clearly the team to beat for me, even though it is a pretty stacked field. Yeah, you. It, as I said, I agree. And they have a nice way through. The bottom of the bracket is a little bit tougher. Um, the, the team with the most approved for me is in that top bracket, and it's Bogan. They're not in the rankings. Almost every other team <laughs> with a winning record almost is in this tournament. Bogan's had a rough start to the year. You know, they lost to Morgan Park. They lost to Simeon. They don't have that big win to hang their hat on. That's kept them out of the rankings. They were a preseason, I believe, top 10 team. They believe they're one of the best teams in the state. You know, they, they also have that St. Charles North loss that kept them out. They don't have a big-time quality win, and they've got a tough draw here. They've got, they open with Proviso East, and then they're going to face either the winner or the loser of Nutria or Hillcrest. You can easily see a, a way in which they're still a good team, but they're 0-2 through this, and the season's in shambles, and they're in some trouble. Conversely, they knock off Proviso East. They knock off Hillcrest. They're in the Final Four, playing Whitney Young, and they've lived up to all this preseason hype. So this is a huge tournament for Bogan that's a huge opening game and they have a ton to prove and this is a team that really thinks they can do it and despite a lot of youth they, they think they've got it and this is the time to prove it my most approve is is going along with that but I kind of grouped a group of teams together and I I call them my fringy top 25 and and you know they'll be in your rankings or are in your rankings or on the outside looking in or in and out and there's just a group of teams they all happen to be in most of them right in the same bracket. The Proviso East, the Nutriers, Hillcrest, St. Joe's, 
Bogan that you just mentioned, you know, one of these teams or two of these teams, who, who is going to kind of rise to the occasion, step up and have a positive Proviso West experience? Because as you just mentioned, there's a, there's a group of teams right there. And I just mentioned uh, four of them. They're all grouped together. Proviso East Bogan, Nutrier Hillcrest. They're in the same bracket. One of those teams is going to be 0-2. And that's, you know, uh, that, that is saying something because I think they're all worthy of being either top 25 teams or, or, or all year long. But one of them could be forgotten pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you want to learn is our next uh, question. What I want to learn is Fenwick. This team, I think, has a huge ceiling. I, I think they're it's a very talented team, but, you know, they've had a bit of a rough start to the season. It's hard to say that because they don't have bad losses. You know, they've lost to Bennett and Oak Park and Whitney Young. Nothing wrong there, but they also don't have a huge win. They have a nice win against Brother Rice, but nothing big. What I want to learn here is, is Fenwick a team that can challenge in Class 4A in March? Are they going to be a contender to be in Peoria, or is this just a really good team? And I feel like I'm going to find out here. They're probably going to see Orr in the second round. That's going to tell us a lot. And if they can get into at least the final four, you know, and play a really good game against whoever's up there, Larkin or Kenwood or whatever, I feel like what I want to find out is, is Fenwick what I think they can be, or are they maybe a year away? Yeah, it's not so much the losses because they play a killer schedule all year long. Probably uh, of any team that doesn't leave the state, they probably play the toughest schedule in state of any team in the state of Illinois. And what it's more not about who they've lost to, but about kind of how they have looked doing it. And they have not, they don't have the right now. And part of that is still maturing as a team, but the cohesiveness that you saw in last year's group, uh, obviously lost to. Ter- terrific players and yeah. um, uh, Jamal Nixon and Jacob Keller. But yeah, I mean, they, they definitely, my, mine is, is what I want to learn is can an individual player, because Proviso West has been an opportunity for individual stars to break through. And maybe they're already a star, but it just kind of cements who they are, what they are during the high school basketball season. If you can come out of Proviso West, with some headlines and whether that be Marquise Jacobs, you know, beating St. Mel in the first round at uh, uplift and then upsetting Larkin and all of a sudden find yourself in the semifinal night or DJ Stewart, just being the guy as the superstar sophomore or Javon Freeman adding to his resume uh, for player of the year candidacy, who is Orr's guy? I mean, is it Danny Smith who, who I think is our best all round player? Is it Raekwon Drake who, had a monster game down in the St. Louis area uh, a week ago, or is it uh, you know Chase Adams who? What game did he pop off for thirty some um, against Dan, the loss to Danville? Yeah. yeah. So and then there's Jalen Shaw at Larkin. There's so it is an opportunity for somebody to kind of just you know really take advantage of the of the stage that is presented during Christmas time at Proviso West. Yeah, there's no question that when we're voting for player of the year, winning Proviso West is it's a huge feather in your cap. And if Javon Freeman is standing there the winner at the end and he's got two 30-point games under his belt, that's going to be a very large factor. 
And the same thing with, you know, Jalen Shaw. What if, you know, he gets them into the title game and he's putting up 20 and 15 regularly that, you know, that, that, so you're totally right. I think sometimes, yeah, I even underestimate just how big that Proviso West title is for a player of the yeah. year candidate. Um, My title game, Mike, I, I've got one that I don't want to actually, I, mean, I, I hope both young and or do what they need to do, but I, I Young and Oro is going to happen in January. We're going to see it. And for me, holiday tournaments, and we could see it again in the public league playoffs. Holiday tournaments, my my the thing I love the most are seeing games you don't get to see normally. They're not on, you know, geographically. They're not usually. It, it's just that's what I love about holiday tournaments. And if Young and Oro play one another in the championship, as I have them predicted to do, it's it just, yes, it's going to be a great game. It's two legit top five teams. Uh, I have young beating or, but it's just not the, maybe the, the game I want to see. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think young's a heavy favorite to be there, uh, or less. They've got a tough road. I think with that second round game, maybe against Fenwick and then Larkin or maybe Ken would wait and in the final four, but I have the same game young or in the title game. And I'm going to stick with my preseason number one and pick or it's kind of hard to pick against young the way they're playing these days, but I, feel like I'm going to try and have a little bit of consistency and go with the underdog. Why not? Or yeah. Proviso West champs. Anything else? Uh, I guess that Larkin-Kenwood game is a great first-round game, among the best in the whole state of any tournament. Same with the Proviso East-Bogan. There's a well, and it's an opportunity, too, for a couple of, um, you know, I mean, Providence St. Mel is an underdog, big underdog in this tournament. But they really, when, when we look down, when we look back, you know, in March, and St. Mel's making a, a, a push in, in, the small, in the smaller class of basketball, you know, this is a great measuring stick for them to, to build forward. So going forward, with that Fenwick or second-round game, whew, I mean, that, that's, that's as good of a second-round game as you'll find anywhere. Yeah, and that's why if you were a bookmaker, you'd think I'm a real fool for picking or to win it <laughs> because <laughs> just getting to the title game is going to be pretty tough for them. Um Anyway, let's move on to the 87th Pontiac Holiday Tournament. One of my favorite places on the earth is Pontiac. I will be there all three days enjoying the action. Um, wow, we could have, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It's possible. This could be, we could have the number one and number two teams here with Simeon and Curie. But uh, Team to Beat is clearly Simeon. They are. The undefeated, as we record this, um, big, you know, number one team. They got Taylor Horton Tucker. They are the team to beat. I think Joe will agree. Yeah, no question. They are the team to beat. You know, and just a note. I, I mean, the depth in this—that's saying something. With that, Simeon's the clear team to beat when you look at the depth of this tournament, because there are the seeding of this and the depth of it is, is, is terrific. And you, you think about what, well, let's add a Miller would have stayed at Manuel. I mean, Manuel's one of the bottom yeah. feeders of the Pontiac holiday tournament. If he would have stayed put there, geez, I mean, I, it is loaded, but yeah, Simeon and their road, you know, I, we, we will get a little bit more detailed into that, but you know, that, that Danville Simeon game just as kind of jumps out at you as a fun, terrific afternoon on the 30th at Pontiac in a semifinal game. Yeah, you know, that's one of my, I guess we'll jump ahead here, but I really wish that Danville had gotten the three seed 
instead of the four. And I feel like that would have happened if they Pontiac would have just waited a little bit um, later that night, you know, when Danville knocked off Orr. Because I would have liked the, for there a chance to be a Simeon Danville title game. I think that would have been cool. But only problem is they have the loss. Yeah, Danville, um, and it's hard to push them ahead of Oak Park, who is undefeated with a win over Fenwick. I could have done it, Joe. But anyway, you could have. But <laughs> with the win over Orr, it, it's yeah. difficult. I, I get. Uh, I get what you're saying. Um, but Danville's guess, my most my is my team approved? most approved yeah. because. Not that they they don't have to prove that they're good to me, because they I know they're good. They 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 showed flashes of it last year. They obviously came up to the Chicago area and and really made a a, a nice headline when they um my mind's blank. They beat um Orr right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kendall Moore is a star, one of the top players in the state of Illinois. He's electric. And but I just think they're coming into it. I believe Danville's coming into Pontiac thinking, okay, this is it. This is what we're gonna do. Uh, they play Plainfield North and then play likely Bennett Academy in the second round. But you you know what they what Danville wants a shot at. They want that afternoon game on that last day in the semifinal against Simeon. They want to crack at Simeon and. Uh, you, you, for state player of the year stuff, all that stuff. I mean, Ken Lamore. What if he went and did this and beat Simeon and won this tournament? I mean, that that's that, that's some heavy lifting. But I think Danville, it, it, more so than to themselves, I think they want to go and prove that they are as good as any team in the state of Illinois. Yeah, my that Danville or game was sensational. I know, like Danville has the loss to uh, Champaign Central. Is it? Ah, um, uh, yes. No. Or Decatur? Did they lose to a Decatur team? Um, I can't remember right yeah. now. We don't track Danville because they're not in our area. So we have enough to handle with. But anyway, we saw in that Orr game, I mean, everybody, the city loved watching the way they played. Kendall Moore was great, as you said. My team with the most to prove is Oak Park. I The, the Fenwick win was great. Um, we're basing an awful lot on that, though. And Fenwick doesn't have a win over a very good team. So... I think we're on. We've kind of built a shaky pyramid here. Um, Oak Park is undefeated. You know they're, they're seven and zero. They've beaten a good Glenbard West team, um, a, a Rich East team. You know they went and played Rich East's Tempo and won a decent Wheaton North team. But that's not a lot to base that three seed on. And you know they lost plenty last year, just like. You know, Fenwick, some other teams we talked about, they lost their size, they lost a lot, and they're going to have a heck of a tough second-round game against Bloomington, um, assuming Bloomington gets by my Joliet West. But um, So I think Oak Park has an awful lot to prove here, um, and we'll see if they can do it. It's going to be a tall test, you know, for them to try to get to that last day because there's a lot in the way, including the West Aurora Curie winner, possibly. This segues into my what I want to learn. <laughs> says, is it is this Oak Park's turn? That's what I want to learn. Is this Oak Park's time? Is is this a a? I want to learn if this is a true state title content or state Peoria, a team that can reach Peoria. Yes, they beat Fenwick, like you said, and it's not so much my eye test with Oak Park. I was impressed, especially with as early in the season as it was how many scoring options Oak Park has. Uh, yes, they're quick, they're athletic, uh, they've got good guard play, but they've got some depth too. And 
I think this Oak Park team, uh, which I, I think is going to make a run to the championship. I really do. Whoa. And I, I think Whoa. we have seen the Pontiac Holiday Tournament kind of be a stepping stone at times for different teams. I could think of Curie kind of finally getting over the hump and, and, and winning this thing. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I think Oak Park's going to get some, a lot of stuff done. Wow, well, I'm getting excited for the title game picks. Uh, what we want to learn, um, I mean, this sounds weird, <laughs> what I'm going to say, what I want to learn, but uh, what I've written down in the paper, I should probably re- rephrase it, but I'm just going to say Curie. Um, I- I've seen them play, you know, a few times now, and they just haven't played well. They didn't play well when they beat Orr, and they beat Orr, my preseason number one, without Maurice Commander, and then they didn't play well, and they beat St. Rita, you know, also without Maurice Commander. Um, they ended up killing St. Rita by 20 in the end. It was close for three quarters, but I just... Well, Rita, Rita did lose six in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just... Curie, and, and they, the, the Curie coaching staff has felt the same way, you know, after the games they've been, that I've seen, they're like, oh boy, they didn't play well. You know, then, you know, they beat Morgan Park. At, I didn't see that game, but they, they beat Morgan Park at Curie. I just feel like Curie is like this clear top three team, and I just still haven't seen them play well. I haven't seen everything click in. Maybe it's because I haven't seen them with Commander. That could be a big part of it. He theoretically has got an injured hand, but he's been playing now. He should be back. But I want to see Curie kind of live up to it in this Pontiac Holiday Tournament. That's what I'm interested to learn. Well, I got Simeon over. Oak Park, <laughs> uh, you know, Oak Park could very well lose, like you said, to Bloomington in the second round. Because I, I like Bloomington. I, I think Bloomington's really good. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 I like the offensive versatility that Oak Park has and kind of the havoc they can create with their quickness and athleticism. So I got Simeon. Jeez, uh, how many times has Simeon won this thing? Too many. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, Simeon is uh, Pontiac's adopted son, and they are going to uh, come out of here with another title. Wow, that is a, the, the Simeon Oak. That's a bold Joe Hendrickson. I'm I'm kind of I'm speechless and excited about this. Wow, <laughs> Oak Park. Joe is a husky this uh, holiday season. Um, wow. All right, I have got. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think West Aurora's got a nice chance. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm going to be the boring guy and go with the traditional Curie Simeon game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a hard time seeing Oak Park getting past Curie. I mean, I think West Aurora might even be the second best team up there. I, I, I was not quite as entranced by Oak Park as you were. Um, but I do think there is a chance. I think Danville has a great chance to give Simeon a heck of a game in that. I mean, Joe's talked about how great of a game it would be. And I think playing or and beating or in Chicago it just that was exactly what the Vikings needed to give them the oh, confidence, sure. and you know yeah. that that's going to make that game so much better than it maybe would could have been without that, and that would be pretty exciting. What if we ended up with a Danville Oak Park or a Danville Curie uh, title game? But yeah, I've got Curie Simeon, and I've got Simeon winning. It, at this point, it seemed it'd be foolish to pick anything different. Hinsdale Central, uh, well, you know the somewhat well, it is. It's what's is this third year, fourth year? Hinsdale Central. I I'm bad at that. Uh, but yeah, my my team to beats Bolingbrook. Uh, I just 
there's no reason not to have them as my team to beat. They they won it last year. They are off to a great start this year. They did lose uh, to Iowa City West, but you know that combination of uh, or, or, or their speed, quickness, and guard play, and I, I think I don't think they're overwhelmingly no brainer pick to win it like I thought they were last year. Uh, but I do, I do believe they are the favorite, and they will win this thing. All right, my uh, team to beat is DePaul Prep. I, um, I don't know. I decided, I'm, I'm, like I, I've said in another podcast, I'm a little worried about how sloppy Bolingbrook was. I like DePaul Prep's resume. Yes, they have that loss to Niles North early. They lost by six. Niles North is, you know, unbeaten. I, I love the win against Bennett. They have they handled St. Lawrence their first loss, so. And, and I just really like the Perry Cowan, that lead guard who can shoot it. Um, however, they got a rough road, you know, right from the start. They play Crete Moni in the first round. That's a talented team. Second round is a nightmare. They got the HF Stevenson winner. Um, that's going to be tough. Whereas Bolingbrook, probably the wiser pick is the team to beat because they should, they, have a, they should be able to roll into the semis. But I'm going to go with the Paul Prep as my team to beat. Most approve uh, St. Charles East. I, I've been a, both of us have been fans of St. Charles East. We both had them in our own individual preseason top 25. Uh, but last year, I believe they stumbled in the first round and lost. This year, they play the host school, uh, Hinsdale Central, in the opening round. You know, Justin Hardy is um, a little bit undervalued in the Chicago area as far as all the production and what he does, their star who six, five senior who just fills a stat sheet up and they've got some offensive weapons. They, they, they are a dangerous team, but this is an opportunity for them to kind of, not that they have struggled. They haven't struggled, but they, they, they need to make a statement and this is an opportunity to do that. They, they got beat up by Lark, Larkin pretty good. They lost to St. Joe's. They lost to St. Charles North. They are in need of a, you know, a resume building win, and if they can get themselves into, you know, a semifinal, a championship game, uh, that would say a lot for me uh, for this team. Well, yeah, I they've got a nightmare first game too, having to play the hosts. Um, no, no then, offense to Pontiac, but playing Hinsdale Central at Hinsdale Center is a little <laughs> harder in that tournament. So yeah, that's going to be really tough for St. Charles East. They did not play very well in the game I saw against Larkin. Um, I'm a little worried about them. My uh, team with the most to prove, I guess, is Marion Catholic. They, we just have not talked about them. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all about who they've lost and they're in the rankings now, but I mean, looking at the resume, this Marion Catholic team, they beat HF and they beat Hillcrest. They beat St. Rita. Their only loss is a two pointer to St. Viator. They've got Malik Tidwell, who we know can score. Aaron Eulis is having a nice season. You know, he's grown quite a bit. And I think this team, I'm looking at the bracket here. I see them in the final four, you know, and and I feel like they wouldn't even have to upset anybody. They're, to me, the favorite to face off against Bolingbrook in that final four. Um, but I still feel like they have a lot to prove because nobody really seems to believe it with Marion Catholic. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them in that final four, like I said, against Bolingbrook. And everybody kind of forgetting about who they've lost over the last four years and appreciating a little bit more that there's still a lot of talent on the floor for Mike Taylor. And 
as far as what I want to learn, I, I want to learn is, is St. Rita, who is St. Rita? I, I want to come out of the Christmas time because St. Rita was a team that I had big hopes for. Uh, you know, the, the guard has been missed a lot. Joe Watts, uh, the, the sophomore point, uh, sophomore guard, this time has been out. I don't know if he's back yet or not. I don't think he is, but he was supposed to. I think sometime in December. They played a good schedule, Mike. They, I mean, they 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 played Rockford Jefferson, one of the better state teams. Uh, tough. They they played Bloomington to a three point game. You know, then they get gotten a tailspin, losing to Curie and Marion Catholic, and then the Providence game. But then they come back and beat Loyola. So there is talent in place. They didn't play very well in the Chicago League Classic against Bloomington. Uh, they, obviously, they've really struggled with with a six-game losing streak. But this is a team that if, if they can beat Westinghouse. The problem is they, they, they would have to play Maine South, which is like going to the dentist and, in that second round. And I, I don't know. I, I just want to know if St. Rita is the team I thought they were going to be and the team that pretty much everybody had in the preseason rankings. Yeah, it's been a tough one for St. Rita. Uh, Watts is playing. He's not playing a ton, but he's, he gets in. He's played in most games I've seen. Um, yeah, that Providence loss was a rough one. They lost six in a row, Rita. Um, what I want to learn is not really about any team. It's about the tournament. Um, like Joe said, this is, I think it's the third, maybe the fourth, the third or fourth year. I, I want to see if Hinsdale Central is like a thing. I mean, th- there's good teams here. This could be a really exciting tournament. You know, we could have a final four of, what, uh, DePaul Prep against St. Rita or Maine South and Bolingbrook against Marion Catholic or whoever. I just, I feel like there's just no buzz about the Hinsdale Central Tournament. And for whatever reason, I want to see some pictures of a big crowd in the title game. I want people to care. I want to see if this tournament has a place, like a permanent place in our holiday tournament world. Or if it, I feel like it's just waiting for Proviso to die, you know, and <laughs> and it's going to pick up when it when Proviso's dead. I, don't know. I just think it's it's slowly gotten better. I mean, and very like it's crawling, not in, uh, sprinting forward. But I do think it's improved each year, and I think they do it very well. Uh, I, I've for whatever reason I've kind of spent more time than I thought I would at this tournament over the last couple years. And I think they do a good job. I, I think they, they, the, the field is, again, it's not, it's not loaded, but I mean, if some of these teams were as good as we thought they were, you know, St. Rita was top 20. Like we thought they were, if, if St. Charles East was ranked, like we thought they were, I mean, we'd probably be talking about this tournament a little bit more than we are even today. Uh, yeah, if but, Urban Prep Englewood hadn't lost Fred Cleveland and Gatsby, you know, they'd be a good team. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, it's hard. I mean, with all these established tournaments to kind of just, boom, we're in, we're in this. I mean, there's a lot of tournaments out there that are irrelevant. And in three years, this one certainly is not irrelevant. And they've they've established themselves, I think, to the point where they can continue to build. And I, I, I like this tournament. 
Um, yeah, they've been hit hard by transfers. Look at Marion Catholic too. What if they had all their guys? <laughs> I mean, this thing could be uh, right. Um, could be actually pretty loaded. Um, oh, I guess we haven't done our title game. What's your title game, Joe? Uh, Bolingbrook over DePaul Prep. Bolingbrook over DePaul Prep. Hmm. I have actually, <laughs> I've picked DePaul Prep as my team to beat, but I have an upset. <laughs> um, so I, I like that for consistency. I got HF in this final. Um, I got HF finding a way through. I liked what I saw with them. Um, I'm going to have HF against Bolingbrook in the final and I'm going to get wacky, but I'm going to pick HF to win it. Jeez. You thought my old park pick was crazy. I still do. <laughs> HF. I, I mean, I, I, HF is, I mean, they got some youth. They're still, they're a talented team and an athletic and, but we go about roads. I mean, that second round game against DePaul Prep will be tough. Hey, first round game. Stevenson's got some wins this year. Yeah, once again, I've picked a, a champion that has a hard road there. So I'm glad I'm not putting any money on these predictions. My <laughs> underrated field, Mike, is yes. the Wheeling Hardwood Classic. Uh, I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, I, I, you and I had talked off the outside of the podcast about. The bracketing of it, it's a little different. But, you know, there's one bracket that I think is clearly stronger than the other. And my team to beat, I mean, is Niles North. I mean, I, they beat Evans, took care of Evanston. Uh, Jamal Stevenson is coming back at some point during the Wheeling Hardwood Classic, who is a key player for that team. He's 6'4", kind of jack-of-all-trades, long athlete double figure score. So he is going to be added to uh, a mix that has clearly been a top 10 team. So Niles North is my team to beat. Yeah, me too. Um, I believe Stevenson is coming back in either, either the second game or the third game. If, if they make it, I think he might miss the first game, but that's about it. So yeah, they will have him for when things get rough. And I feel like if you went back, uh, if we had a producer and he went back and looked in all of the holiday tournament previews of, no shot clock every single year. It's usually me whining intensely about the wheeling bracket. <laughs> and now it's, it's bad. It's not right. And it, same thing again this year. And it seems like it's always that bottom bracket. I feel like I don't know this, but I feel like maybe they just see it on raw record and stuff and don't pay a lot of attention to who did what, because yeah, the second, the, the lower half is much stronger. Um, yeah. Niles North as well is my team to beat my team with the most to prove here at Wheeling is Waukegan. I talk about them a lot. I think they're really good um, undefeated with the Browns, but they have to win some games. So there's not just me yelling at a wall that Waukegan is good. Um, so let's see if they can do that here. They're going to get a, I mean, a decent Deerfield team in round one, and then they've got St. Viator right up straight up in round two. So they're going to have, they will have plenty of chances to prove it. And my most approved is, is St. Viator, not because they, they – they've proved a lot. I think that's a team – we mentioned – you mentioned how we haven't talked about Marion Catholic. We haven't talked a lot about St. Viator much. And you looked at – they've beaten – I mean, they've got a a good resume, Mike. I mean, they don't – Libertyville, Drew Peterson, they beat them. Knocked off a prospect team that's 7-2. and two. They beat a Highland Park team that's, that struggled early and is starting to put it together. They beat Ryan Davis and Conant. They've beaten Marion Catholic. They've beaten Bennett. So St. Viator has proved a lot, but to grab the attention of the masses and and to get you and me talking about them even more, uh, this is a team that if they can make a run here, 
you know, which would be tough because they got Waukegan in that second round. I, I think St. Viator is a team that, that can really prove its worth. Yeah, no doubt. They, um, and it is rough. And you're right. That is a great resume St. Viator has, but then they've got this huge wart on it. Yeah. You know, it's a, what, 15-point Seven, loss. 17-point loss. Yeah, like, like Forrest. That's, I heard they were sick. You know, I was here like, excuses and stuff <laughs> for that. But So that's a that's a weird issue because otherwise, who knows? Where, I mean, if St. Vider had won that Lake Forest game, where the heck would they be in the rankings? <laughs> They'd be really high. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. That is definitely uh, – Jeremiah Hernandez is a player. I was really impressed with him last year. And I think, you know, they lost J.R. Sizon. I'm not sure how yeah, but that. yes, but but Trayvon Calvin is, is yeah, but that shit, that man. colored our view. I think of Viator. We kept thinking they lost something. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Trayvon Calvin's terrific. So I, I, you know, I I had them ranked very high on my preseason. I think twenty something. I don't know, but I I just like that team. I I, I think they're really talented. They're talented enough to win this thing. I don't know if they will, but they're talented enough to do so. And and you look at this field, Mike. It, it I mean, you got a red hot prospect team that's won seven in a row. You got a Drew Peterson led Libertyville team. Uh, you got a Deerfield team that's starting to straighten things out. Straighten things out. Geneva remains a dangerous team. I mean, Geneva and Notre Dame. I watched Notre Dame recently, and they. I mean, that Geneva Notre Dame's a good first round game. While Keegan Deerfield's a good first round game. Uh, so yeah, yeah even it, Viator has a tough, I mean, Glenbrook South knocked off Warren. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, what I want to learn is kind of off of your most approved is I want to learn how good Waukegan is. Uh, they have a tough road because I think Deerfield is a tricky first round game. And then they got St. Viator in the second round and then probably their friend or Libertyville in the, in a semi. So, you know, Waukegan fully assembled all the Browns playing, you know, against Niles North in the championship game uh, is what I expect. You know, if Waukegan is who I think they are. Exactly. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, what I want to learn is who's the big Peoria contender? Is it Naperville North or is it? Sorry, is it Niles? I keep doing that. Is it Niles North or is it Waukegan? I mean, Niles North has a nice start to the season. You know, when we're recording this, they're eight and zero. Just had a nice win against Evanston. They've beaten DePaul. But, I mean, and they passed the look test. We just, we need something to hang our hats on with them. And a Niles North Waukegan title game, A, would be super fun. B, would really give us a favorite, you know, from that area for Peoria. In the final, who you got? I have Niles North against Waukegan, and I'm going to go with Waukegan. I'm going to stick to my my um off the beaten path picks here i i know i got you with oak park and pontiac i'm gonna i'm going st vider uh to lose to niles north in the ah. championship nice so you got a niles north pick and a waukegan pick at wheeling I'm looking at this bracket quick to see if there's anything else i would like yeah like i mean not to complain about that buffalo grove dundee crown no offense to those two teams but if that game was moved around yeah have... there's a lot of things you can move around here yeah. but but <laughs> you know have... it's you know and i don't know when although wheeling's usually a tournament that comes out a day or two or three later than the other ones yeah so I don't know. Anyway, you but. know we we haven't even mentioned Libertyville and Drew Peterson. 
Um, well, I just did earlier, oh, but I, I missed it. Yeah, possible. Peterson led Libertyville oh. dangerously, but no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, Fremd, I mean, Fremd is this. I mean, I watched Notre Dame play, and then I saw Fremd the score just take Notre Dame apart. Fremd lost to Conan, obviously. I, obviously, Fremd isn't what Fremd was last year, but they're still a darn good, solid basketball team. Yeah, I mean, would anybody be shocked to see what a Libertyville, uh, prospect title game here well that's what i was just gonna say this tournament of all the fields yeah could, could be blown up more yeah. Than one yeah uh, i agree yeah although we'll probably be post podcast tournament talking about niles north Waukegan. yeah mostly even wheeling you know i saw wheeling and when i wanted to see zach Toussaint, they beat johnsburg they were a, a capable team you know michael best played really well that's not going to be an easy game for fremd you know playing the host at 7 15 um they, they were a competent uh, wheeling squad one of the better wheeling squads i'd seen so yeah you're right this could be a wacky one that that could be fun usually the wacky one is <laughs> what we're talking about now Jack Tosh, the York tournament, the monster. Thirty-two teams, twenty-seven of them that are seem like they're all similar and could beat anybody on a given night in one of the two gyms they play in. Is there one uh, one ranked team out of the thirty-two? I think. Naperville North. I think that's it. But and and the defense of Jack Tosh, they they. They do have some good teams, uh, like you said, only one ranked team, and then teams. I'm just looking. How many teams have been Hinsdale South? You had them ranked at one point. Yeah, and and, and there are some surprises in here. Well, we'll get to this here. I mean, uh, team to beat is my the one ranked team, Naperville North. I um, I was impressed with them when I seen them. I had high hopes for them. I put them in my preseason top 25. They've lived up to that. They're undefeated. They beat West Aurora uh, pretty handily. And, you know, it, it, it starts with their two their two bigs. I mean, uh, Chris Johnson and, and Tom Welch are, are a dynamic big man tandem. I mean, in high school basketball, you don't find that very often two bigs that can impact a game, and they both can. Double-figure scores, both went – part of last year's team that went to a super sectional. So I got Naperville North uh, as a team to be. Yeah, I think that's a pretty clear one. They're the ranked monsters. Um, they do have a possible Providence matchup in the second round. And remember last year, I think I went totally wacky predicting this because it had gone so crazy the other Didn't year. Didn't you have like Manuka or something? Yeah, or? I went nuts. And then it was like the most normal York ever, I think, because I uh, uh, went through it. But yeah, it's, it's a tough one even to get your – hands around because there are some really good first round games you know the i'm looking at McHenry conant you know McHenry's a decent team that that could be a really fun to watch first round game but i guess most approved for me and that's kind of changed you know, i wrote this down before i saw conant Hins- i had conant as the team with as most approved but now i'm gonna switch it up i'm going with st lawrence um looking at st lawrence's road you know i almost see no reason they shouldn't be playing Brother Rice in that quarter. And I feel like maybe, the, I, I, yeah, I guess St. Lawrence, can they live up to that? They had that undefeated start. You know, they've got some players who have a lot of athleticism. 
you know, I like what I saw from them last year. Most of those guys are back. So St. Lawrence, I want to see if they really are a team that we're going to be talking about all year. And I think if they can make the semi, knock off maybe Brother Rice, get to the semifinal at least of this, um, live up to some of their preseason hype. Well, my most approved was also St. Lawrence, so I'm going to throw Sandberg in there too just to be different. Uh, but you, how about this stat, Mike? I know – do you realize St. Lawrence has scored 75 or more points in eight of their eight of their games? I do, yeah. They were averaging I, 80 headed into the um, – what do you call I mean, it? When they, they just scored 90-plus in back-to-back games against Rich East and DeSales. And their only loss is to Paul Prep, 69-56. So St. Lawrence, I did have them. You just talked about them as most approved. Sandberg as well. Because Sandberg, you know, you, you look at Sandberg, and all of a sudden they've won six straight games heading into this. They're 8-1, and one, beat St. Ignatius, um, you know, took care of Thornton, a down Thornton team, but beat Lamont handily, I mean, by 17 so, I, you know, they did lose to Oaklawn, but Sandberg and St. Lawrence are the two teams with kind of the glitzy records outside of the rankings and, well, at least up to this point. And they are just two teams that, you know, are capable in this very wide open field to put together five wins. Yeah, I mean, Batavia, a team I know you like, and had a Love nice Batavia. win against Geneva. You know, it's easy to see them against Naperville North in that quarter um, final, which would be a really good game. Um, so, yeah, it's an, you're right. There aren't There's one ranked team here, but it is way more intriguing than that. I mean, kind of get off our top here, but, like, to convince people maybe, a quick run through the quarterfinal could be, you know, we said Batavia, Naperville North, which is a really good game. St. Lawrence brother Rice, possibly. Another really good game. Uh, maybe Conant Manuka. And then what? Hinsdale South against who knows? Downers South or Ignatius? Ignatius. Or, yeah, Downers yeah. South had a nice win against North um, last weekend. Yes. But so yeah, it's and those are four really good games. It would lead to good semis. So this is the, the Tosh. The York tournament is worth um, checking I, out. I, uh, we picked on Wheeling's bracket. This bracket though, the bottom bracket here is clearly stronger. Yeah. I mean, Naperville North, Sandburg, Batavia, Brother Rice. St. Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. I mean, come on. That, that's, uh, I mean, then you got this top bracket. I mean, that group right there, Schaumburg, Ignatius, Wheat North, Downer South, and and then Matia Valley, Glenbard East, Rolling Middle. I don't know. It, it, the, the bottom bracket's clearly tougher. And, and a team we haven't talked about that's got a glitzy record, Mike. I don't know if we've even mentioned them all year. Isn't St. Patrick, like, what's their record? Yeah. But the, I don't, I, it's weak. Um, it is, but I mean, I'm just saying they eight, are eight and one. It's an eight and one team, which is partially why they probably were plugged in that upper bracket. You know what I mean? As yeah, an eight, and one they they're wins quick, so you know, everybody doesn't think I'm just ripping St. Patrick. I know, there there are actually people that have emailed my boss in the past that I'm anti St. Patrick. Um, <laughs> so to get it on the record, uh, they've beaten Douglas, Peyton, Hoffman Estates. Taft, Nazareth, St. Francis, um, one of the urban preps, I'm not sure which, and Marion Central. And their loss is to De La Salle by 13. Okay. So, yeah. And they could lose to RB in the first round, possibly. Yeah, I think that could be a close one. So, not to rip St. Pat's here. They're 8-1, and one, it is a glitzy record, and Joe's right. That's probably why it's seated where it is. Um, you know, in Pat's defense, I think they lost their two top players. 
to transfer. Right. Um, uh, uh, what do we want to learn? Um, every the, the, because this is a different, unique tournament, Mike. The uh, I, I think it's a springboard for teams in this turn for for the winner of this team because they get this these five wins. Not the, I mean five's obviously more than four. I know, but <laughs> I, I you get five days, five wins. You can really kind of get some big time mojo going into January coming out of this tournament and you're beaten again and you're not you're likely not beaten the only team you're going to beat that's ranked in here is naperville north right now but if you can do that and win this tournament you got five wins you're feeling great about yourself so i want to learn which one of those teams and, and and i've got one i'm going with a big time underdog to win this tournament which i'll just i'll just get that over with now i've got batavia winning the tournament I wondered why you hadn't mentioned them earlier. <laughs> you were saving it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was I was picking Naperville North, and I went back and I thought about. Uh, and, and again, it, it's tough to win five games. I don't care what field of, of tournament fields you're in. Five wins is still tough to pull off five straight wins in a win, in one week. But I, I went back to a championship game of a summer shootout. I think it's the Hoop Mountain shootout, and it was Batavia and Naperville North this summer, and it's kind of where I kind of got my thing for Batavia. Batavia beat Naperville North in that game and and looked good doing it. So uh, I think Batavia gets their football legs out of them, uh, kind of comes together here. They they beat Geneva last week, and, you know, they'd get, again, they'd be, that's a tough quarterfinal game in Naperville North. Uh, but, yeah, I got Batavia beating Conant in the championship. Yeah, what I want to learn is really – and this is kind of like the Curie thing. I want to learn about Naperville North. I have not, I'm like Curie, I have not seen Naperville North play. So I'm going with scores and what I've heard. And a lot of people that I trust, their high school basketball opinions have are really high on Naperville North and have told me that they're really good. Uh, they've got a nice resume. That's why they're ranked where they are. But when, you, when I really look at it, when I stare at the Naperville North sheet in my book, I was just kind of wondering, and then the Lake Park game happened. They needed overtime to beat Lake Park, and that scares me um, about Naperville North for how high I have them ranked. Then you go back and you're breaking it down. They beat Wheaton North just by two. The Proviso East win is uh, no Quinlan Bennett. Um, can't take anything away from that West Aurora win, which really got them on the map, a nice 15-pointer. But I need Naperville North to prove their very lofty ranking, which means they should slice through this field like a knife through hot butter. Um, so I want to see Naperville North prove it. Um in my title game, though, I have Naperville North actually losing to Brother Rice um, in a, the semi. My title game is Brother Rice Conant, and I'm going with Conant. I'm picking the best player who, um, who I think is Ryan Davis. No, that's a good pick because actually I was, I, I was going just because of this field, kind of like you did last year, wacky. Yeah, <laughs> things happen, uh, and, and I don't think Brother Rice in the championship game is wacky at all. Because I had Brother Rice in my mind yesterday when I was going through some picks as the winner here. I, I'm a big, I mean, I've been pumping up Brother Rice, and they've lost some tough games this year. Uh, you know, I, I just think that they are well coached. I, I think Bobby Frazier's a real deal; is one of the best young coaches in, in Illinois, and I think. Marquise Kennedy is is really an undervalued player. He was in foul trouble, and um, 
the Kenwood game. He barely played. They, they, they lost to Kenwood at that uh, Team Rose shootout, 49-46. And Marquise Kennedy probably played half the game. And he, he is their difference maker. He, he, he just does things on the floor that nobody else on that team can do. And, and uh, I had Brother Rice, to your point, to win this thing. And then I just said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to mix it up and go crazy and go Patavia. Yeah, Conan is a smarter pick than I've made in the other brackets because they, I think they have an, one of the better roads, you know, into the semis for sure. Um, that lower half. All the way, all the way to the semis. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they definitely. Well, are. even in the semis, I mean, that whole, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a Hinsdale South Conan rematch. rematch. <laughs> yeah. Just happened. Uh, and um, they lost it. Was it the buzzer? Yeah, you yeah, it was at the buzzer. Yeah, the Hinsdale South sophomore hit a shot. But yeah, that game was pretty obvious in like the middle of the third quarter. I think Jack Leeson told me this is going to come down to whoever has the ball last, and yeah. they did. All right, Oops. next up, the Dipper. Dipper, trying to make a comeback. Mike is trying to. It is know, a Dipper, it, it, huge addition. Morgan Park. I mean, last year I think we barely talked Dipper. But they're, they're back on the map. They got a big boy. They got Morgan Park in here. Um, they actually have 17 teams. So that's that's new. <laughs> I mean, Morgan Park is the team to beat, obviously. Yes. Uh, no question. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be surprised if they lose. Yeah, I no mean, doubt. I, I, Agreed. Morgan Park, heavy favorite here. Um, who's your uh, most approved? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I combined – my most approved with my, I mean, this with what I want to learn. Actually, I, I, I've been talking about Rich East quite a bit, uh, written about him a little bit because he impressed me. It just happened to be the first game of the season that I saw. So many people were talking about Rich East in the preseason. I went out and saw them right away, and they impressed me. They, they, they're averaging. I don't know what they're averaging now, but I don't know, 85, 90 points a game. They play this frenetic style. It's fun to watch. But I want to find out, is this team just kind of fun to watch? And on the right night when they score 102, they can beat somebody. And then on the other night, they score 102 and lose 105 to 102. I, that's just kind of who they are right now. They are, they're, they got a lot of weapons offensively, obviously. They play that style. Defensively, they just... I mean, they just kind of let them go, and it's up and down. It's 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 again, it's a different type of style, it's a different type of team, but it is talented enough. And I want to know, are I mean, you look at the field, are they going to be? Who are they going to lose to? Uh, I mean, Farragut in that first round is is a very possible loss, um, but. I mean, I, I just think Rich East has the most to prove, and I want to learn a little bit something about him. Yeah, that's a great first-round game that Rich East Farragut. I might actually be there on the 26th. Um, my team with the um, most to prove is Hope Academy. Um, I was high on them to start the year, uh, you know, in their small school world. I was impressed with them all last season. You know, I kept them ranked 25 for a long time, annoyed a lot of people. But I think by the end of the year, most people were okay with it after they saw them at state. Um, they're 9-2. and two. Um, but the problem is the two losses are to the two good teams they've played. But the Bennett loss is only a nine-point loss that first week of the season. So for a you know small school, that's a, a pretty decent result. Fenwick smacked him though by fifteen, and so that leaves me wondering. You know the wins aren't great. They're all against kind of small schools. They did beat Providence St. Mel, their other kind of small school counterpart over there on the west side. So that was a good side. But I feel like this Hope Academy team has a nice road. 
you know, they, they open up against a really down Thornton team, but that could be tough for them. So I, I, a win against Thornton would be big. A win against Rich South or Marshall, whoever wins that, especially if it's Rich South, because they've proven to be really tough um, in this tournament. Maybe the best host? Can I – what do you think of that? Um, best host. I feel like Rich South – I guess York has been – York. Yeah, has been good. But Rich South has pulled off some shockers in this tournament, especially in that second round. So that's going to be tough. But Hope Academy is my team. I want to kind of see if they can do it, what they got. A lot to prove for them. Something to learn for you. I mean, I kind of threw the Rich East thing in for myself. Uh, yeah, something to learn Korea. is Leo. You know, I'm, I'm, in, yeah. I'm intrigued about Leo uh, very much this season. Their team, I really want to get out and see because I didn't see them last year. They've got Fred Cleveland, and we know he can lead, you know, teams to some upsets. He he did a really good job with Urban Prep Englewood in the city tournament last year. And if you're looking at Leo's kind of resume so far, they've beaten St. Rita. You know, they lost to Joe's just by two. And they, to me, this is the big one just recently. they It was at Leo in their little cool gym, but they only lost to DePaul by six. And that's playing with one of the better teams in the whole area. So I think it's quite possible we could see, you know, a Leo-Romeoville showdown. But I think, yeah, Leo definitely, I'm um, very interested to see how well they do here. Championship game pick, I've got Morgan Park over Romeoville. Yeah, that's what I've got, too. It seems like it has to be the pick at this point. You know, I am intrigued by the, by the Leos and Rich Easts and Farragut, but it, they seem like a level below uh, Romeoville and Morgan Park. I guess that Romeoville-Morgan Park game, though, that's the one game that could really throw a wrench, the title game and everything. Because um, I wouldn't be shocked. I guess I like Romeoville more than most if, you know, things got wild in a South Suburban gym <laughs> and they pulled that off. But it'd be a fun game. I mean, I, I yes, yes, yeah. Uh, what's the date? They play the the championship. Okay. At seven thirty. Yeah, and this also starts the twenty sixth. I think I mentioned that. So it's a little bit earlier. It starts kind of when York does. So kind of a better reason to get over there. Next up, State Farm Holiday Classic, uh, Bloomington Normal. Always been a tournament I've tried to hit every year, and I like it. I, I it's different uh, when they play at the Shirk Center, Illinois Wesleyan. I think the hospitality is, you know, second to only Pontiac around. The, I just like the way they treat people, the way they treat their teams. And uh, I, I just genuinely, genuinely like to go to this tournament. And I think, you know, I, was this last year? Wheaton South was undefeated last year going in down there. Steelman took him down. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we Warrenville South. I think they. I went and saw kind of their. You know, put them on the map game when they beat uh, North Lawndale. I watched that game in this tournament a year ago. Wheat Warrenville South is the number one seed. They are the team to beat. North Lawndale is the number two seed. So it. it, it <laughs> so Central's three. So I, it's some familiarity there from a year ago. Yeah, I'm not real happy about that three seed for the Steelmen, um, personally. Um, they what, are what, my, do wanna, what do you want them to get? I mean, I think they had a case for one. Their only loss is like a four or six pointer to Romeoville. Um, Wheaton South's resume is just not, you know, I've got them in the rankings, Wheaton South, because they're unbeaten, but there's a reason they haven't been moving up. You know, they just don't have that win. No, they don't have a win yet. I mean, they beat a Batavia team that was playing shorthanded with no players. Uh, I mean, not that Juliet Central has a huge win, but I feel like even losing to Romeoville by four is better than 
any win that um, we anyway. Um, Juliet Center is my team to beat. They're the defending champions. Um, I think don't think Wheaton Warrenville South's proven it yet. Juliet Center beat them last year when they were better. Um, North Lawndale's kind of the X factor there, and now it's turned out they've got a tough opening game against a resurgent Zion Benton. Um, so that's going to be real difficult. But yeah, Juliet the Steelmen are my team to beat. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. My, I mean, most approved to me is is I think you could pick any 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 of these teams. I mean, I, you know, and it's a different vibe because they're playing out of the Chicago area teams that we're not familiar with. But you know, I I think Wheaton South as that one seed does have a lot to prove, and and uh, I, I got them getting the championship game though. Yeah, I agree. I've got Wheaton Warrenville South as my team with the most approved. You know, in a way, because I've got them in the rankings, and I, I'm, they're one of the teams I'm worried about. I think they need to live up to it. So, yeah, they – Thornwood had a decent win this last week, but still nobody up in Wheaton Warrenville South's little section of the bracket is looking too tough. No. I mean, Rock Island probably is the best team that, uh, that they would face in the semifinals. And then just what I want to learn, i I kind of interested to see if North Lawndale can kind of – I don't know. I mean, last year they stubbed their toe. They, they they got behind Wheaton South and could never regroup, and that's hard to do with the style that Wheaton South plays, I know. But I, I need North Lawndale. You know, we've got these upper echelon teams in the Chicago Public League, and then that next group, which North Lawndale is in. Uh, not that winning this tournament is going to put them up with, you know, the Simeons and the Curies and the Morgan Parks and Youngs, but, you know, I, I – it's an opportunity for North Lawndale to kind of get out of the head into January with a little bit of uh, confidence. Yeah. My, um, what I want to learn is about North Chicago. I saw that them lose to grant last year near the end of the year and was, I'm really impressed with Tyrek Cooper. I think he's a super underrated player. Great shooter. He's had at least, he's had a couple 30 point games. I think this year, um, they picked up a, that loss to Zion Benton though last week in overtime and that, that was not a good one, especially in their area, in their world. I mean, no shame losing to Zion Benton. It just it made me question North Chicago a bit. They've also lost uh, to Waukegan kind of by a ton in a huge game. Before that, they didn't have a local loss, but not a good local win either. So that's why I want to learn about North Chicago. I'm confused. Um, I think they have you know a chance to be a pretty good team this year, especially in 3A, and they're going to have a tough, that tough second-round game against the Steelmen. Um, which I, think a- our, I think our title game is going to be the same. With opposite results is my guess. Uh, if you have the Steelman as the favorite team to beat, I'm guessing you got Shoya Central over Wheaton South. No? No, I don't. I have the Steelman getting upset by North Long. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, and actually, this is the one I did not pick a winner. <laughs> I left it blank. Um, so I, I'm going to have to do that now. But yeah, I'm going to say North Lawndale wins this. Um, oh, all right. I wanted to... Yeah, you know, they've got that loss to Marshall, but, you know, it was without four. So, yeah, yeah, I'm picking North Lawndale to win. I think they're going to go down there and get – I think Demetrius Douglas is a star from what I've seen. So, I think they've got the best player. And when in doubt, I kind of go best player. So yeah. I'm going to go Wheaton South. The style is going to get them again and beat North Lawndale in the championship. I guess we should – I mean, I guess I don't know a ton about – normal community in Springfield, but this bracket has turned out to be a wreck too. Yeah. I, again, we get out of our, get out of our comfort zone a little bit with, um, you know, normal historically has been pretty good. Rock Island is, is, is solid. I mean, I don't 
So that I helps. saw them a few yeah. times this summer. Uh, they're solid, not great, but they're solid. But yeah, North Chicago, North Lawndale, Zion. And Rock, Rock and Hananega is a good 11 seed. I, I do know that for for whatever that means. Well, and <laughs> they're, they're down in the bottom though. Yeah, it's right. Like getting out of that bottom is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, for sure. But all right, anything else on old Bloomington? I'm trying to make sure we've. I know. Is we'll just keep keep going south. Go down to Centralia. Centralia. <laughs> all right. Yeah, this is um kind of an interesting one to talk about because, um. Yeah, if Centralia wasn't the drive that it is i would and take up too much time to get there and see other tournaments i wouldn't mind getting there if the right teams were in the semifinals because uh we've got some chicago area representatives that evanston's making the trip down there uh carmel is is in there and um undefeated marist marist you haven't picked on marist yet with their scheduling yet this podcast time i have not well the carmel it's not quite as bad as it usually is. Um, the Carmel wins pretty good. I was, I thought Carmel was decent when I saw them, um, and they play. Um, they have a good, they play St. Lawrence. You know, by, by the time you listen to this, it's probably already happened. So yeah, it's been a little bit better than usual. But they are unbeaten. Um, team to beat is Belleville West, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think Bell. I know I've been pumping them up, and I love EJ Liddell. Belleville West is the team to beat. He, E.J. Liddell is just a man-child, and, he, and he's a difference maker at, at, at the extreme highest level of high school basketball. So, And they've got other parts. They've got other Division One pieces. And Belleville West, now there's a lot of out-of-state rep, you know, teams that we don't – I mean, their first game is out-of-state team. They've got a team from Tennessee. So I, we, there's a lot we don't know about this tournament, but I do know this. Belleville West is the team to beat. Yeah, and that second – there's a second-round game – uh, Champagne could likely will be Champagne Central Evanston. Although yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, we know Fallon's always pretty good. I don't know what they have this year, but that's a team. they're down. Okay. They got Jalen Hodge, a good point guard, but I saw them at the Morris shootout. They this is probably the worst O'Fallon team I've seen in years. Um, so yeah, so there are some teams that um, we. I mean, everybody's seen Champagne Central up here uh, at the Elite Classic. Um, but yeah, Belleville West team to beat. I don't know if we really want to do most to prove. We don't have to go. No, we don't have enough pieces stuff. to go yeah. through. Yeah, <laughs> all that stuff. But yeah, but I do. I, I, let's just do this real quick, though. Of the of the Chicago area schools, who is getting the deepest in this tournament? That's a good one. Um, good question. Because you could have Evanston Marist in a. I mean, Centralia yeah. tough. Centralia Marist in the second round is going to be tough, but. Uh, and, and well, that's see, that's a good back-to-back game if you were in that area. Champagne Central, Evanston, followed by Centralia and Marist, uh, six o'clock, seven forty-five on that 29th. That'd be a fun two quarterfinal games. But I, 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 I just don't know now. I don't know what Alton, Germantown, Tennis. Yeah. Well, the question is, you've seen Evanston, you've seen Champagne Central. Who wins that game? Champagne Central. All right, and obviously Centralia, you have not seen. Home gym. They're going to beat Marist in that. So right. you've got yeah. Marist and Evanston losing. Um, That's why I'm asking about Mount Vernon, because Carmel's got Mount Vernon in the first round, and then Alton, Germantown, Tennessee. I have no idea. Um, and yeah. And Carmel's been real up and down. You know, they've played really well, and then they've really dropped some, at least one really stinker. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what to think of. Well, Belleville West over Champaign Central. Is what you've got in the final? Yep. Yeah, that's my final too. 
Um, I haven't seen Belleville West, so I'll just go with Champaign Central blindly. The freshman leads them to glory over possible Mr. Basketball candidate E.J. Liddell. I don't yes. know. Um, We're going to just kind of zip around a few other tournaments. We kind of hit those uh, very thoroughly, all the ones previously here. And, you know, we'll go through some of these DeKalb holiday tournament. Interesting, a uh, little top-heavy, I think. This is also one of the oldest, if not the oldest. Uh, I think there's some dispute over which is the oldest tournament. Uh, Cal- n- Pontiac? Yeah, no, it's not dispute. It's not in dispute. Um, they, this is the 90th um, DeKalb tournament, so they have had more. However, Pontiac is older because they stopped during the World Wars. I gotcha. So we've got Mundelein. Some teams that we haven't talked a lot of, you know, we talked a little bit about Mundelein in a previous podcast as one of the surprise teams. Uh, they're out in DeKalb, Lamont, uh, Naperville Central, and Schurz. Those are the four that kind of jump out at you. And it'll be interesting to see what Schurz can do out there. Yeah, what is Harlem's record? You know, they've got on Andre White as on his, what, third school? Um, I don't know. I, I have not been paying attention. Doing a quick check, check here. But yeah, Andre White, a guy we talked about, you know, a decent amount, I think, in past years, um, and then have not addressed. He is at Harlem, um, and so they're in this as well. Another team to keep an eye on. I think Shures, you know, they keep winning some games. I'm not sure they will. Harlem's four and six, so maybe don't worry about them. But what if Shures got to Naperville Central in the uh, semis? That would be pretty wild. Um, yeah, I uh, indeed. You never know. Gotta get, gotta get by Marino in uh, the <laughs> opener. Um, all right, uh, Pekin. Take a key. Okay, oh, Pekin. Yeah, let's do Pekin. Um, we've got the number one seed is Landfear. Number two is Richwoods. Number three is the locals, Lake Zurich. Number four, Moline. Um, well, if I had a most most to prove here, it would be Lake Zurich. Yeah, I was high on Lake Zurich. I still am. I still think they are. Uh, a really quality team that can put together a big second half. But I think a nice showing here would go a long way. Uh, well, I have... Land fear is the, the best team down here, though. I mean, I, I just talked to uh, Coach Turner, their head coach there, and Cardell McGee's averaged about 22 points per game, one of the best unsigned seniors in the, in the senior class. They're undefeated as long as they won – we're, we're taping this a little bit, but I mean, I, they were undefeated when we did uh, tape this, and they, they are—they're a three-A threat for sure. Yeah, we saw. I mean, a lot of those Landfear kids are back. Those of you who saw them at state last year, so I think you can understand that one. My big question when I looked at this bracket um, was Normal West. Why are they not seated? Are they not? I looked up their record. They're six and two, lost to Bloomington and Normal. So maybe that. I didn't see the actual seeds. I'm not looking at the seeded yeah, bracket. Yeah, they didn't get a top uh, four seed, and they've got Francis Okoro, who we all know is a monster. And they're six and two. And they yeah, beat Bloomington. They've played Bloomington twice already, beaten them once and lost once. So I'm kind of confused about that. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, I, I didn't even know Richwoods. Wow, Richwoods is the two seed. I didn't even realize they had put together that kind of a start to their season. Yeah, so this looks like it might be a stronger tournament. Kind of then, it doesn't have the area teams, you know, so it's no. not our thing. But it, there are some big names in here, some strong, especially Central Illinois teams, uh, to keep an eye on in that one. So now let's do Kankakee. Whew. Uh, I'm going to talk to you real quick. Your moments, boys, in the small division of the Kankakee tournament. And some 
little some rough action in the in the large division of um, Shepard, Revis, Bremen, Bradley. How was Dusable in the large division? That's a very small school. Um, anyway, that's, that's uh, about the preview I've got for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kankakee actually is a team I've been tracking this year, just because of the big boy, uh, TJ Wicks. Um, and, uh, Chris Pickett, the former vocational coach is down there now. And I, you know, I think he's a guy that does a pretty good job. So I've been watching Kankakee. They are, I think when we were recording this, at least they're four and one with a really nice win over a rich South team. It's another coach that always gives people fit Scott Ritter. Uh, they got crushed by Crete Moni recently though. So not a great look, but I got to think that they've got a good chance in this at home and moments should have a good chance in the small division. Um, so we'll keep an eye on Moments Watch. So you know we will be watching Kankakee. Um, what do we? I think we got one left here. Plano. I wanted to talk a little Plano. Or J- Jacobs too. I, Jacobs is one that starts on the twenty second. It's not a tournament. Mike is not a fan of pool play. It's in no, holiday no. tournament. Uh, no, I feel I feel your holiday tournament angst uh jacobs bartlett yeah zach Toussaint, right. my guy oh yeah a little johnsburg action yeah peyton i love how peyton's getting around you know they've got that sophomore prospect a former sometimes prepper is the uh quinn is the uh head coach there keep an eye on peyton that's a school you know yeah. magnet school they could do some stuff team to beat rockford jefferson uh yeah, no doubt. Jacobs, so oh and that streamwood kid scoring a ton yeah, um, that I Play, like so uh, you like the Plano tournament, huh? Well, I'd rather talk about it because it's a bracket. You just want to talk Clemente. Well, we got we got a lot of public league flavor over in Plano. I wonder if they're going to like carpool <laughs> over there from the west side. We've got Crane, who we talked about in the last podcast, who's you know an intriguing team. We've got Harlan, who is loaded with three pretty good freshmen. That are worth checking out. We've got Clemente, who we uh, who I've talked about before. King, that I don't know much about. Um, but have you noticed the format for this? Uh, yeah, it's um weird. Weird. They get the playing game kind of the first round by. They're still doing that. Yeah, it's very. There is. I mean, I guess technically it's twenty. Yeah. Twenty four teams. Twenty four teams. Hubbard is there as well. They got the first round by. They'll be awaiting the Caneland Lyle winner. I kind of think this is a little neat. I think I'm a little intrigued by Plano. I'm... As someone who played in the Plano Christmas Classic <laughs> in 1990, all right. If you'd have told me King in 1990 <laughs> was playing in the Plano <laughs> Christmas Classic, you'd have been pretty excited. Wow. Yeah. Jamie Brandon coming into Plano, yeah. that would have been fun. <laughs> it would have been something. Yeah, no doubt about it. We've got. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of anything else worth mentioning here? Hubbard was undefeated last year. All those kids were back except for their best player um and they are undefeated this year too um no big win but keep an eye there but yeah let's see what clemente does see if they can take down wilmington and streeter get into those quarters um should it's worth keeping an eye on i will keep updating it on the website at the very least our holiday tournament podcast is really kind of a little bit of a buzzkill here at the end but uh, is there any? Is there? Do you want Main to, East? Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you want to give it a throw? Main East Sky took over. Ridge, uh, uh, is that Sky Ridge, Utah. Yes. Playing Ellison at four p.m. But I'm for the, those who don't know, they took over the Luther North tournament. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Glenbard West tournament. Willowbrook trying to pick up four wins over there. 
Evan Taylor, Glenn Bard West, nice junior player to watch. Why uh, have he, I not seen the Glenn Bard West? I've not seen the Glenn Bard West bracket. No one has. Uh, well, you won't like that because that's a pool play one. Oh yeah, I mean, ugh. So you won't like that. You won't call that a tournament either. It's not. I, I did. Did we have pool play things before AAU basketball? I don't. I wonder what the first pool play tournament was. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I feel like it's just a horrible. Well, you call Thanksgiving tournaments tournaments? Not really. Right. I mean, I, I call them, but that's why I think that's why nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. people want brackets. Trust me, I run a website. When you put a bracket up, people get very excited. When you put a pool yeah. playlist up. <laughs> Not so much. But anyway, yeah. thank you guys if you're still listening at this point. <laughs> it's appreciated. And, uh, oh boy, will we have a lot to talk about <laughs> when uh, we get back. It'll be a mind-blowing podcast full of hot takes and wildness. Guaranteed. Um, enjoy the holiday tournaments, everybody. Have a great holiday, whatever it is you choose to celebrate. And uh, we'll be back soon. Soon.